Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Welcome to the ninth session of Midnight Moments. So yesterday we were looking at understanding the structure of the soul, going through this model and understanding all the dynamics of the self from an Islamic paradigm. And we saw how in the middle there is this battleground of the soul where we need to do work, right? So last week, if you remember, we were talking about contemplation and in Ghazali's five stages of tafakkur, the fifth stage where we're trying to go to this is transformation. So illumination of the heart and then for it to transform our state. So all of this work is to change, not to just come to a place of peace, but that we are moving towards something. We're growing, developing, transforming. And often our relationship to the deen, to our religion, to the practices can be transactional rather than transformational, right? So we, we do these behaviors, we, we think that, you know, we, we, by doing what we're supposed to do, we praise a lot, we do these behaviors, and that that alone will save us. Or, um, so it's this transactional thing where we, we put in our work, we do what we're supposed to do, and we'll get in return. But really these practices and this ibadah is, uh, in addition to, you know, what we owe, because deen means debt, these things are supposed to transform our inner state. Um, but we need to do the work internally in order to transform. Right? So we need to self-reflect and look inside and, and know what it is that we need to uh, change within ourselves. So this is the nature of the human being, is that we have work to do while we're here. Right? We have work to do on ourselves to uncover the crusts on our hearts. And if we don't do this process of self-reflection, what can happen is we can avoid, easily avoid doing this work. Right? So we, we approach, we can approach religion really as a as a avoidance of the work on the self. Right? So you, you hear people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't worry, or you shouldn't have anxiety, or you shouldn't have concern if you are a good Muslim, or if you have Iman. If you just had even more Iman, then you'd be fine, you don't need anything else. But we know that the, the Prophet ﷺ was sad, that the, the, the Anbiya go through tribulation, difficulty. And so, so too, this is part of the, the, the experience here that we need to, to work on and face. Um, and so what we can do is we, we have this tendency to, to rely on this spiritual practices instead of facing ourselves. Um, and this, this process is what's called spiritual bypassing. This is a term that was coined by John Wellwood, uh, a psychologist, and, who, who, and his definition of spiritual bypassing was spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep personal, emotional, unfinished business to shore up a shaky sense of self or to belittle basic needs, feelings, and developmental tasks. So these basic needs and feelings are, you know, every human being goes through difficulty and tribulation. We shouldn't think that that, that is above us or that, 
or that um, if we're more spiritual, if we have more iman, that we shouldn't have to deal with these developmental tasks, which are you know owning up to things, um, looking within, and you know connecting with this emotional material in our heart that is just a natural consequence of living life in the dunya. We collect these um, these blockages in our hearts, these these difficulties that come up as psychological experiences. And so what we do is we can bypass this emotional reality um, and not really owning up to that and really using the deen, using our religion, using spirituality as an excuse for not doing that work. And so it's an avoidance. And, and so what's often said about this, it's like wanting the light of spirituality without the heat. Um, and that heat is this work on the, you know, the jihad enoughs, that, that uh, the greater struggle, the struggle of the self. And that takes work and it takes owning up to things. It takes looking um, within. And, and um, you know, or orienting ourselves to face our nafs, essentially. So all throughout the Quran, we're, we're guided not only to do behaviors that are pleasing to Allah, but to take account for ourselves. Allah says in the Quran, Allah does not change a people's condition. Allah does not change the condition of a people until they change what is in themselves. Right? And so our hearts, as we saw yesterday, is where that change can happen, is where we have this, the qalb, the qalb can turn. And so the, in this dynamic, we, we have this potential to change what is in ourselves, in the center of our, of our being that determines our outcome relative to, right, whether we're oriented towards our fitra or we're in a state of qafla. And the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that the heart of the son of Adam turns over and over more than a boiling pot of water. And our, so we're, we're constantly fluctuating in these states. Our, our, our states change multiple times throughout the day. And it's this tenuous uh, situation where these, these bubbles in the pot of water of our heart are like the uh, response and reaction to these sort of either unresolved developmental tasks, as they're called, or just, you know, the, the difficulty and the tribulation of, of life in the dunya, it's natural that these, uh, this uh, turmoil happens inside of us. And the deen provides us stability to that, right? And so when we're practicing tafakkur, coming into contemplation, and it's essentially coming into this place of settling, where our, our soul is at rest, right? Like getting tastes of this experience. We don't stay there. We don't we don't often don't get stationed there, but it's coming back into learning how to um, bring those bubbles to, to rest on the surface and be in this state of rest where we're connected and remembering Allah. But if we are not using this self-reflection, looking within to, to do that work on our hearts, essentially we will have a difficult time maintaining this place of being at rest in, in the soul. Um, because these issues that we haven't dealt with will continue to come back and resurface if we don't 
sort of re remove these blockages on our hearts and this emotional material in our hearts. Um, so, so this is the the work uh, uh, is is looking at the nafs, um, owning up to and understanding and you know knowing the self, and then this process of cleaning the heart so that. Once we, you know, do this work of removing these blockages or facing ourselves, what can happen is that that uh, from the model that the the ruh, the light of the ruh, can then shine down onto the nafs and purify the nafs. But we need to, you know, sit in the fire um, to not often what we what we want to do because these things are difficult. It's difficult to face up to the to ourselves. And so what we want to do is go around or over. We try to avoid. But the way, the way to the way is through, not around. And so in order to really transform, like Ghazali is saying, um, we must be with what is, being with what is in our hearts. Remember, we talked about presence and about sort of surrendering to what is what is, oftentimes. The reality of what is there is that there is some um, things that we accumulated from events in our in our lives that made us attached to certain people, made us react certain ways, uh, get irritable, get anxiety, have anger towards certain things. Because of these experiences, we have multitude of uh, ways that that manifests, and it can turn into this uh, like diseases of the heart. Um, and really that's a, 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 like I said before, it's a, it's a spectrum. And so that can, that can literally just be difficult patterns, patterns of behavior that are um, problematic for, let's say, oftentimes you find this coming up in relationships, right? Our, the way that we respond and react to others can be keys into what's, where that turmoil is in our, in our own nafs what we are attached to. And so it's taking account of that and recognizing that you know, Allah does not change the condition of the people until we change what is in ourselves. And so in order to, you know, this is why we, we looked at the, the self, understanding the self so that we can then know what it is and how to change what is in ourselves. And so over the next few days this week, we'll be looking at, um, Tomorrow we'll look at, remember, that left-hand side of the model, the, the muhlikat, the diseases of the heart, trying to understand how this comes in and, and um, the, how we can look at the work that we need to do to know how to start to do this work of uncovering. So we'll look at this tomorrow, inshallah. Um, but I wanted to... This is an important thing for people to understand is this notion that it is that we have to do this work. And, and, and it's important to understand this difference of our orientation to our deen, um, that we're making sure that it's not just transactional, but that it's transformational. So let's see if there's some, some questions. Uh, so how do you balance taking ownership of your actions and acknowledging that Allah is the creator of our actions. Doesn't traditional Islamic scholarship, including Ghazali, say Allah creates our intentions? 
right? So this, this is often where people get really stuck and confused of making sense of, you know, qadr and qada and, and, you know, this, our agency of what is our responsibility versus we know that Allah is in control of everything. Allah manifests everything. And in order to really unlock this secret of being human and in this life is we have to embrace the fact that our, our situation is a paradox. And so it's both and, right? So Allah does, Allah is control of everything. And the way that we have, that, that Allah has set up this dunya for us is that it's a, it's a test for us, right? And so we have a certain, how we respond to what Allah manifests for us is, determines our state, our state and how, where we wind up once we go back and return to Allah in the Akhirah. And so this is why it's not about the destination as much as it is about the journey. What do we do with, with it? You know, what, what our determination is, is, is essentially in Allah's hands. And often we focus our attention on trying to, the, the destination or what we're trying to manifest. And really, this is out of our hands. What would be better is if we focus our attention on um, how are we responding and reacting to what is manifesting? Um, so that, you know, we know that on the day of judgment, when the whole world is sort of is, is at an end, if you're planting a tree, you should continue planting the tree. Why is that? Why would we plant a tree if we know the tree is not going to grow? Because you're planting you're something for the future, right? But there's this notion of this sowing and the work of, of, of caretaking and, and doing the work of, you know, on ourselves, sort of sowing the seed is where our focus needs to be. Um, and so we, it really, it, it's, it's embracing paradox. Um, so how, how to remove emotional blockages on the heart? This is a big, a big question. I think maybe we'll dive into that a little bit more uh, tomorrow, inshallah. But uh, essentially what it is is allowing the first step is you have to take account of those emotional blockages, right? So you have to look at the self. You have to do this process of introspection to know that you have emotional blockages. First, you have to come into contact with them. Um, and that is often just, and we'll, we'll talk about this uh, later in the week, is looking, looking at it, uncovering, unpacking, seeing what's there. And then what that does is it allows the, the, uh, the blockages to be opened. And then once it's opened, you are uh, bringing this re the remembrance of Allah really into this place. So what you're doing is those blockages are connected to our covering over the truth in little ways where we're covering over the truth of tawhid and we got stuck in this this experience of being this illusion of being in separation creates these blockages and so what you're doing is you're going in and finding the places where you covered over or where the blockages were formed because of this attachment to your uh, individuated self and you're allowing that to sort of open up a, a bit by by being with it instead of avoiding it. And then uh, Allah's, this is where the illumination happens, 
right? This is where the light is able to come into this place of darkness where you've covered over, forgotten. And uh, the remembrance of Allah illuminates that place. So it comes back into, into balance. And this is how you, this is, subhanAllah, this is what is so beautiful about an Islamic conception is that we can fully transform. These things can be fully healed. It's not just about coping. It's not just about making do, but that, you know, we have this ability to come back into witnessing and come back into this fitra where we are whole, we are pure, we have this ruh, and that is, is still within us. Um, so we'll talk more about the details of, of how to do that. Um, I think the other questions, inshallah, I'll, we'll keep these. I'll, I'll make sure and write these down because there's some good questions and they relate to what we'll be talking about uh, tomorrow, over the next few days this week. So please uh, be patient it's, and hopefully we'll get through everybody's questions and uh, be able to, to continue this journey together, inshallah. So I look forward to being with you again tomorrow and uh, please, please come, continue coming with your questions. Shukran wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.